All right, Katrina Hansen, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Where are you at today? I am in Oakland, California. I'm just, it's my work from home day, so I'm at my house. My acupuncture practice is also in Oakland, not far from here, so that's pretty nice. That's really cool. Your work from home day, huh? Yes. What, do you, what does that entail? Mostly catching up on all of the insurance billing and patient emails and marketing things that I have to do to run my private acupuncture practice. Cool. Um, why don't we get started with you telling the audience what you do, just kind of a brief um, three-minute intro? Sure. So I'm what a you do, you make yeah. the backstory. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> just the backstory as well. Okay. So I'm a California licensed and nationally certified acupuncturist and herbalist, and I own my own acupuncture practice in Oakland, California. And I work with another acupuncturist there as well, who just joined my practice in December. And together we specialize in working in LGBT holistic wellness and specifically focusing on working with transgender patients around hormone regulation, pre and post-surgical recovery, working on scars, and then also just general medicine, anything that anyone comes to acupuncture for, pain, sleep, anxiety, all that kind of stuff, but just with an LGBT focus, which is really fun. And we have primarily transgender and gender non-conforming patients, and um, it's just a really great place to work. So I came to acupuncture because of the herbal medicine. Um, my dad's a botanist, so I grew up around plants and um, have loved them my whole life. And um, I was thinking about getting into healthcare in other ways. I used to be an in-home caretaker and I used to work at a chiropractic clinic and a bunch of different places, but I never really got to pull in that herbal medicine piece. And I started learning about acupuncture even though I'd never had acupuncture before and decided to go to school to study the herbal medicine part of East Asian medicine. And if I didn't like acupuncture, I was just going to quit, only learn the herbs and go do something else. But I ended up really loving the acupuncture too. So I finished the program and got my license and started my practice about a year and a half ago. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, so your dad was a botanist and then you were interested in herbs. Yes. What would you have done with herbs if you hadn't have done acupuncture? So you can be an herbalist in acupuncture, but there's no kind of licensing or certification process for that. So not only can you not take insurance, like I can now take insurance for acupuncture, which opens up my services to a lot more folks that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford acupuncture. And um, you can't do that with herbalism, but there's also no way to show that you've done that learning because there's no license or certification. Anyone could be an herbalist, so it's just a little bit more difficult to sort of show your ex expertise and um, why patients should come see you. Cool. Where do you think that you will, where do you think that this business will go? What's your ultimate dream for it? My ultimate dream is co-owning an integrative medicine center centered around LGBT and transgender health with a bunch of different types of doctors and nurses and naturopaths and massage therapists and all that kind of stuff in there. 
I would love to have just a whole integrative medicine center that's focusing around that. There are Western medicine clinics in the Bay Area that have that focus, but they usually don't incorporate holistic medicine. And I think that's a really big piece that's missing. Yeah. Why don't we talk about that for a little bit? Why is it important to include holistic medicine? And for a lot of people, they don't even know what that means. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. So holistic medicine can be a bunch of different things. Naturopathy um, is one that's usually a little bit more well known because um, they use Western diagnosis. So the same kind of diagnosis that an MD would use, but then they prescribe herbs or supplements instead of prescription medications for the most part. Um, so that's kind of like the bridge between there's a lot of overlap between Western and Eastern medicine with that one. And then um, acupuncture and herbalism and massage and all of that kind of stuff, even sometimes physical therapy are considered holistic medicine. So it's basically anything that you can do to either avoid or alleviate the side effects of standard Western treatments like prescription medications or surgery. So a lot of what I'm doing in my practice is working with folks that are taking prescription medications like hormones and working with them on the side effects of that. So that's something that Western medicine can't do is they give you a prescription and if you have side effects from it, the most they're gonna do is give you another medication that has different side effects. They don't have a good way of just balancing that out and helping prevent the side effects from a medication that you're on and that's something that herbalism and acupuncture do really well. And then the same thing with surgical recovery we can speed healing time and prevent opioid use. There's a huge opioid epidemic in the U.S. right now. And so you can actually reduce pain with acupuncture so that you don't have to take as many painkillers after surgery and speed your healing time and get better results from the surgery as well. And then we also work on scars after surgery. So it just ties in really well to what you know, Western medicine is amazing for what it does, but it has a lot of gaps and things that it can't do. It can get you to be not sick, but it can't necessarily get you healthy. So adding that holistic medicine piece in there is actually getting you to optimal health rather than just not feeling sick. That's such a good point. And it's a good way to put it. I think a lot of people don't really understand what holistic medicine is or how it, how it differs and how it helps and how you've put it is probably one of the best ways I've ever heard it put. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and uh, you didn't know that, congrats. It's a really, it's, it's a really important thing to know. Um, what yeah, I also spend a lot of time with my patients, usually mm -hmm. about 20 minutes in the appointments, whereas a lot of doctors only spend five. So there are things also that even if I can't prescribe things and I can't do surgery, but I can take that time with a patient to actually explain what their other doctors are planning for them and what to expect. So it's also just a little bit more patient care and that can be really helpful, especially within trans medicine where it's a relatively new medical field and it can be hard to get that information. You know, it's not all on the internet yet. So having a provider that can really walk you through that is also very beneficial. Yeah, that, I think, you know, your patients are really lucky to have that. It seems like that would be hard for them to get that kind of care anywhere else. Yeah, it can definitely be hard to get that. Um, and I, I'm amazed. I, I haven't been to the a doctor in the United States, but um, it's, that's five minutes or 10 minutes. Is <laughs> It's crazy really to think that you can treat somebody after knowing that much about them. 
Yeah. There's also been a big shift towards telemedicine or like basically (laughs) webcam medicine where you're not even necessarily seeing the patient. Um, So a lot of especially big medical centers are moving towards that. And so incorporating holistic medicine where you're getting actual patient time into patient care can be really helpful to make sure that that person's actually being seen and getting real human contact and care that they need. That's so important, you know, and being seen even um, in getting contact, physical contact or whatever, but people who have a problem often don't know what it is. It may be mental or whatever, and they go to the doctor it feels weird to just be like, oh, cool. What, how do you feel this? Okay, here, take this pill. Like that doesn't really, as, as humans, I think we need more connection than that. Yes. Yeah, the one thing that I really fell in love with about acupuncture through the program, which wasn't what I went in to study, but I loved just basically having my hands on a patient. Like having that connection really changes what you can do in a session. So if I'm just talking to them and prescribing herbs, I can do a lot because herbs are amazing, but there's something different that happens in that session when you're actually, like I feel the pulse as part of East Asian medicine. We use pulse as a diagnostic method. So I'm automatically feeling, you know, the pulse touching the patient in that way and um, encouraging them to breathe while that's happening slow their breathing so that I can get a better sense of their pulse rate and um, then doing the acupuncture, you know, feeling the points, feeling what's going on for their body, any areas of tension, things like that, like actually having human contact is so beneficial. I think we take that for granted a lot as well. Absolutely. Um, What, so as far as your day goes uh, and you're running, is it your own practice or do you have someone else there with you? It's my practice. And then I have another acupuncturist working for me now since December. He's just there one day a week and I'm there three days a week. And then I rent a space from another acupuncturist. So I don't have the whole clinic to myself. We sort of like split up the week um, between our two practices, which is great because rent in the Bay Area is (laughs) exorbitant. And So being able to share a place with someone else, but still having my own practice and being in charge of what I'm doing with my patients and how I'm marketing that is, has been really great. Yeah, that's interesting. I think a lot of times when you, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about starting a business or wondering how this would work, because rent is crazy in a lot of parts of um, the world. Yeah. uh, it's a really interesting way that you've done it. And how did that occur to you? Did the opportunity just present itself or did you go looking? Well, I looked for the space that I'm in right now, but initially it definitely just was presented to me. I started out right after I graduated working for another acupuncturist, um, initially just helping her out with her patients. And then I became an acupuncturist at her clinic and started seeing her patients on my own. Um, And then she was moving to a different city and didn't work for me to stay in that practice, which actually was fine for me because I like working for myself. So it gave me the opportunity to start my own practice. Um, And she connected me with someone that she used to work with who had an opening in her acupuncture practice. So I got to rent just one day a week starting out there, which was really nice. Um, I had a 
a hard time going slowly sometimes in my work, but it's a really good idea. And anytime that I've expanded too fast, it has not gone well. So starting out with just one day a week, but being able to see patients on my own and developing my own practice, figuring out all the business and marketing things that I needed to do in the rest of the week. You know, I still had a couple other jobs at that point that I was doing the rest of the week. So it got me to really be able to get into owning a practice without overwhelming myself. And then I added on a couple more days while I was there. And then when they moved to a new space, I found this one that I'm in now. That's amazing. Um, have there been any, in that time of setting up the practice, have there been any, it sounds like you did it at a, you know, a good pace, but have there been any low points or real worries or scares? Yeah, I was just feeling this month a little disappointed with my patient numbers. And then I had to remind myself, I was expecting January to be really happen because last year, January was my best month. And so I just had the expectation that that was going to happen again and it didn't happen again. But then looking back, my like this month, January being a low month is actually the same as the number of patients that I had last year with January being my highest month. So, you know, sometimes I have to look back and see like, okay, where was I actually a year or two ago and see that progress because it does go up and down a lot. I wish it just went up and up, but that's not how it works. But looking back at how many people I was seeing or how my practice was doing at the very beginning is really helpful for getting through those low points. Yeah, cool. What, um, and if, have there been any fears that you've overcome in this whole process? I mean, definitely money is a big fear and it still is a big fear, but um, I started out having five jobs when I opened my practice um, and I don't have to do that anymore. I'm supporting myself with my practice and, you know, there's still room for expansion there. I want it to be busier than it is, but I um, have come a long way and have to stop and give myself credit for that and, you know, recognize that. I've actually done a lot and it's only been about a year and a half. So, um, amazing. but that's definitely the biggest fear for me is just, you know, starting a business, owning a business, it's all on you and it can be really hard to make that jump. Mm. And what's the funnest part of the job? My patients. I just love working with my patients and, especially having them come in and say, I felt so good this week. It was so helpful. That's the best part is feeling that it's really working. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, is, have there been any books uh, that have helped you on this journey specifically about business or personal development? Um, I, as far as business stuff, I love Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making <laughs> I'm reading Money. That now. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, it does have like some class assumptions in it that I was like, oh, you mm -hmm. think I have more money than I do. <laughs> I know. It's really good for like your money mindset and all of that. Um, I found it really helpful. And then I love anything by Brene Brown as far as like getting mm -hmm. into your mindset and overcoming what is holding you back. I think all of her stuff is just really great for that. Perfect. Perfect. And um, we'll have those a couple of links below this, uh, below this podcast, or I guess in the show notes of the podcast. Um, and 
a couple more questions. Do you have any advice to someone thinking of starting their own business? Yeah, I would definitely say um, whether you want to start working with or just shadowing or finding a mentor or whatever, but finding someone else that's doing something at least really similar to what you want to do is really helpful. I'm someone that does not like having bosses at all. And I have a really hard time working for other people and being told what to do. But the most helpful thing for me in starting my business was starting out working for another acupuncturist and seeing how she ran her business. Even if I was thinking to myself like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That was still really helpful to be able to see it. And I also got a lot of really positive advice out of it as well. Um, and just having someone to ask questions and um, I get myself into a rush a lot wanting to accomplish everything really fast and just go for it and make it work but the times that i have slowed down like not expanded too fast worked for someone else i've shadowed a bunch of people um getting different ideas about how to run a business that has all been really helpful to me amazing that is good advice I read um, this, <clears throat> I'm reading Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harve Eker as well. Mm-hmm. And he said that he was, he wanted to start a restaurant, I think. And, uh, and he, so he went and became a bus boy at like some place that was similar to the yeah. place he wanted to start. And he was a bus boy for ages. And then, uh, you know, he would ask, he would ask the manager all the stuff about like the money that came in and all this, like he learned everything there was to learn. And then they wanted to promote him and he left obviously. Cause he was like, this is, that's silly. Um, and then he, had this uh, conversation with somebody that was uh, about some kind of sporting equipment and then decided to start a sporting equipment store instead. So even if, you know, it doesn't go exactly how you think it's going to go, doing that kind of stuff is always the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And when I started interviewing other acupuncturists while I was still in school about their practices, um, Mm -hmm. there are a handful of other acupuncturists in the Bay Area that focus on working with LGBT patients, none of them have the same specialty around hormone regulation and surgical recovery that I do, but they have the same like population focus. And so um, it was helpful to talk to them, but they also, um, a lot of them tried to encourage me not to go into that field. And so I could see like how things worked or didn't work for them and um, you know what they enjoy doing, but then the actual advice that I was getting was don't do it. And I did it anyway, and it's been great. So sometimes you follow people and, you you know, you get advice. It doesn't mean you have to follow the advice that they give you, but it's still helpful to talk to other people and see how they're doing things. That's really interesting about um, trusting your own gut instinct and what you think is the best thing for you, isn't it? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that knows best what is the best thing for you, even if it does... even if it hadn't have worked out, something good would have come out of it and you would have learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think um, listening to other people is often and not always just a projection of their fears. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything that you um, are promoting right now or want to um, offer, I guess, for people in the Oakland area? Yeah, um, 
Well, obviously, if anyone wants acupuncture in the Oakland area, I am here. Um, and then I'm also coming up, I'm teaching an online class that's marketed for acupuncturists, but anyone in the healthcare field is welcome to take it. Um, it's going to be on Sunday, February 24th from 8 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. And it's called the LGBT Inclusion Toolkit, Upgrade Your Acupuncture Practice. And it's for providers wanting to expand their practices and serve LGBT patients, but who maybe lack the knowledge to adequately treat them or feel challenged by keeping up with constantly changing terms and pronouns and all that kind of stuff. So um, you'll learn how to increase your LGBT patient base, um, return vision visits and patient compliance and build your reputation as a caring and competent practitioner for that population. So I'm really excited to be teaching that online. And um, you know, I just think that the more practitioners there are out there that know how to effectively and respectfully treat LGBT patients, the better off all of us are. So excited to do that. Yeah, I agree. You're going to have a, you know, a recorded version that's available for people to purchase after this podcast might come out after that i will yes perfect and we'll have the link for that um below this uh podcast slash why do i keep saying that um in the podcast notes um and where can people find out more about you what are those what are those links and places for people to connect my website and all of those classes and everything are on there as well my website is prism-acupuncture.com so that's p-r-i-s-m as in monkey dash acupuncture.com awesome yeah so if you guys want to connect with katrina you can absolutely do that uh on that link and again in the show notes it will be there thank you so much for joining me on this career hustle podcast episode it was lovely talking to you you too